Good evening, Patriots, and today is Monday, November 28th in the year 2022. East Coast, you are now approaching Tuesday rather rapidly. And the week has begun after a long week of festive eating, too much turkey, lots of pumpkin pie, pecan pie probably as well. And I guarantee you, if you went shopping like I did, there would be at least one lonely pumpkin pie that jumped off the shelf and jumped into your cart. And you had to bring it home to give it some warmth and make it feel cozy. But pumpkin pies must continue through the entire season. I think that's going to have to be a new mandate. Patriots, I'm very proud to announce a new sponsor for the show. They're a great company and they offer a great product, and that's Start Mail. This is a, an encrypted email service. It's, uh, it, it's a great product and great service. So with this right now, there's also a great savings for Bards Nation. So let me introduce to you Start Mail. The protection of our privacy should be every American's right. But the government is watching. Big tech is selling our data and criminals are hacking our accounts. Everywhere you turn, we are losing our privacy. The most important step you can take is securing your email account. Consider the year's worth of emails and the information they hold about where you've been, who you've met, and what you're thinking. That's why I recommend Start Mail, a private email service that keeps your inbox safe and lets you enjoy secure, ad-free communication without surveillance. Every message can be encrypted, and when you delete an email, it's gone forever. Plus, get unlimited disposable email aliases to protect your identity. Ditch the spy mail and get Start Mail. Right now, Bards FM listeners can save 50% on the first year. Go to startmail.com forward slash Bards. That's Start Mail with a T. Startmail.com forward slash Bards. Right now to save 50%. This is one of the most important things you can do is to secure your email communications. Again, startmail.com forward slash Bards to secure your email privacy and your personal security. Startmail.com. So that's Startmail. Startmail is a great product, great company. Check it out. I'm starting to get a little suspicious. I I have used Proton Mail too, and I'm getting a little suspicious of them uh, because they're in Switzerland, and everything else that it seems to be in Switzerland, like CERN, like CIA, like bankers, like Jesuits, a few other things. So anyway, Startmail. Good product, start mail, check it out. The links are down below underneath the podcast. I want to begin tonight with Matthew 18, 1 to 6, rank in the kingdom. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called to a child to and he called a child to himself and set him among them and said, Truly, I say to you, unless you change and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So whoever will humble himself like this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it is better for him that a heavy millstone be hung around his neck and that he be drowned in the depths of the sea. 
It's rather profound, and it's a passage that I've been reading, obviously, and referring to a great deal these days because of the war on children. And it's an open war without any sort of limit or care. This is something that we have to really, really pay attention to uh, in the coming days and weeks and months, for that matter, because they're not stopping. They meaning those in power. And there's too many people that are, quite frankly, just unwilling or incapable of seeing the depth of this depravity that has settled into our world. These are the precious gifts of God. And it's something that I think that as a whole, we just aren't doing a strong enough job dealing with and confronting. I, I was in the previous hour, if you didn't listen, I'm, I'm, was on a pretty good rant about this whole thing. And one of the things that I find inordinately frustrating right now is the amount of time that we're giving to the things that really, in the end, don't matter that much. I, I understand elections are a big deal, at least emotionally, but there should be no surprise in this election cycle that things are jacked up and that things are literally not as we thought they were. That shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. It could should come as no surprise to anyone that the elections are being stolen and were stolen. And I understand the importance of people getting involved and being and being part of this. But it's one of these things that isn't shouldn't be the primary focus. It's a seasonal focus. And there's not a whole lot we can do about it other than elevate concerns. And to be quite frank, the problem with elections and trying to make it a central theme for change in this nation is that politics are politics. People are aren't going to care in many ways whether the election is stolen or not as long as they win. And that's a big, that is one of the big issues in trying to make politics a focal point of any sort of change. You could tell somebody the elections are rigged and if they hate Trump, they're going to say good. Now they won't like it going the other way, but politics are divisive by nature. With the exception of the Luciferian crazies, the one thing that does bind everybody together are children. And it's the one theme that should be the center point of everything we do and then everything that outside of that will gain more momentum. My reaction to the elections earlier tonight, and and this is just to kind of frame some things for tonight, is that I'm really kind of getting sick of the elections consuming so much territory and so much real estate in our heads and in our vocabularies and in our headlines. Because, again, we knew, and as I said even last June, the election is rigged. Your vote isn't going to really count because if they want to control it, they will. It's just that simple. So casting a vote in and then expecting the world to change is foolishness. Following kingdom, following the path of God, embracing the Holy Spirit, letting Christ into your life, walking under the banner of Christ, being a warrior in Christ, and confronting one of the most despicable issues on our planet, which is child sex trafficking, the abuse of children, 
anything related to exploitation of children in any form, that's hero's work. And so it's a balance we have to strike between those things that are obviously important, but they shouldn't be all-consuming because there's a certain limit to how much change we're going to make when there's voting machines that are rigged and you have people that are in their heart corrupt. But I would take anybody in the election side that may want to try to lie to you about stuffing ballots, and I'll tell you what, you'll find out who they are when they take a position on children. Because you're not going to get very far with somebody. If you have somebody who's an ideologue, and I'm going to say it on both sides because it does occur. People that have that hate Biden as much as people that hate Trump, and they're equal, each one of those has the potential to cheat in an election as much as the other. It does not make it right. In fact, if you listen to Kash Patel and others recently, they've even suggested the same, that we need to get better at ballot harvesting. I find those words offensive despicable and absolutely immoral that we would even be talking about that in the movement of the Patriot movement. It gains nothing other than more divisiveness, divisiveness and hate. So from a very simple perspective, that type of thinking is wrong. But when we're talking about children, there's a very clear line of right and wrong and it has no political boundaries. It doesn't line itself up as a Democrat or a Republican. It lines itself up as team human and team God. So either you're on team human and team God's side or you're on Satan's side. And that's why this topic, among many other reasons, is so important. I watched a movie the other night, and I'm going to be very honest. I'm slipping the name of the movie. It was with Andrew Blum. I think that's right. He was from... He's from uh, Lord of the Rings. I'm not a big fan of him. However, there's this really, I liked what was done. There was an oath taken. This is all about kind of crusades time. And this was the oath. And I, I'm going to read it because I wrote it down when, when they said it. Be without fear in the face of your enemies. Be brave and upright that God may love thee. Speak the truth, even if it leads to your death. Safeguard the helpless. That is your oath. That pretty much covers all the bases. And it's a way of living if we embraced that simple oath. As a way of living, this world would transform quickly, if not like in days. Safeguarding the helpless. Children are the helpless. And there's no advocate right now for them that's driving hard at this. We're talking about a lot of different things as far as what goes on in the world. We're talking about the corruptions. But when you have something like the scandals that we've witnessed in this last week come out and we see the level of depravity that has managed to infect our entire culture. When you're hearing everything from, you know, Facebook is confirming its ties to U.S. military and military-linked propaganda campaigns that are targeting towards youth. When you're hearing about 
the, the people that are exploiting children. You're hearing about the thousands of pedophiles being released from California prisons, and that's Democrat policies that are doing that. But it's not, we say that it's Democrat policies, but there's another side to that. Where's the outrage of the public that's simply saying no? And it, it's disturbing. I mean, there was a, an incident today where Arizona middle school teacher resigns after filming pornographic OnlyFans videos in her classroom. It's the kids that found it. Think about this. So, okay, so great for Team America that gets over here and fires her because she's doing porn stuff in the classroom and that she's now apparently banned from going to any more school teaching in any schools in that district. Yay, yay. This is in Arizona, the same Arizona that's having trouble confirming a vote for Carrie Lake. Believe me, Oregon has just as many depraved souls as that, but we're just not in the news lately. But the part that's so disturbing to me is this part of the story that's kind of buried in there. And it's got a, there's a lot to unpack with this statement. It was the children that found it. And the fact that the kids found it is I'm asking a lot of questions. Obviously, that's a statement to what's happening with kids on the web. We know this. The porn is everywhere. TikTok right now from China is, or I'm sorry, Twitter from China is being flooded with pornography so that there can't be any reporting on the the uprisings and protests in China are lost in the sea of pornography, which again speaks to the users more interested in watching somebody in slinky dress or, or erotic poses than to pay attention to the real moving and shaking events. But then again, we're back to the same thing. This type of, this student or these, this teacher was found by the students who found her pornographic videos. Now, here's the question. These students are of middle school age. So I'm not blaming parents here. I'm just talking about the general culture in which we have that students are looking apparently at we know this, but it's proof that students are looking at porn. They kind of just offhandedly slide this in the article. It's a good coverage by Gateway Pundit. I'm not I'm not dissing Gateway. But my point is it's kind of just thrown in there, and I, don't, I think it's almost like a second thought, like, well, good, I'm glad the students found this of her. But I'm even just stepping back even further going, I cannot believe how far we have fallen as a society. We are dealing with such levels of depraved, think, depraved thinking and depraved operations that are we become completely debased from a moral foundation in this nation. It's truly horrific. And it's going to lead to a measure of collapse that's unlike anything we have ever seen. So on that topic, very quickly, we're going to take a quick break. Listen, consider what's about your wealth and taking good care of your wealth. Patriots, will the lack of red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? More wasteful government spending? Higher taxes? A deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer? 
by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text BARDS to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Text BARDS to 989898 and claim your free no-obligation info kit now. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text BARDS to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Text BARDS to 989898. That's Birch Gold. So this is the quote from the teacher that gets smacked down by the was discovered. And it's like, and this is what she says, although this was, and this is the one that was doing porn in the classroom, although this was a very big mistake, she says, this isn't who I am and it doesn't define who I will be in the future. Well, okay, then how did that magically happen? It's not who I am. Like what? Did you suddenly just, we are overwhelmed by a demon that caused you to strip off your clothes and spread your legs on your teacher's desk or whatever the hell you were doing? I don't question that there's demonic forces at play here. That's not even a question. But this is what we're getting to is we're starting to see the depth of the depravity of the individual, even when they're confronted with the truth. Indisputable truth, and then they're going to back off. And because they have learned this behavior. And this is one of the biggest things that we face in this nation right now is consistency. You know, I've told this story before, and I want to tell it again because this is a very good friend of mine. Um, he, he's, he's a believer. He's, we had some really uh, very personal conversations last night in faith and um, where he is in life. He, was a, he worked for Special Forces uh, Detachment Delta, which you should all know, also known as Delta Force or CAG. He's quite frankly a legend, and I'm not kidding about that. When I say that, he's legendary in the community for all that he's done. And I just want to give this example of him because he represents, as an, as an action of something he did, it's something that I, I throw out there to benchmark. Now, I have told this before, so if those of you that are on the channel regularly, this is not a new story, but I just want to put this in context of where we are today. We're dealing with people in this time, as a nation, we don't like accountability. And it's not something that we seek. We try to, too many people try to weasel out of accountability, like this ridiculous statement. Although this is, was a very big mistake, this isn't who I am, and it doesn't define who I will be in the future. That's progressive left nonsense. It's like, we must forgive and forget and move on. I stumbled a bit. I just happened to be, you know, spreading my legs in the classroom for the kids to find out later, and even though I was their teacher. I mean, this is gross. And it's, it's, there is no, that doesn't account for it. There's no accountability. Like I did this. There's no I in that. All right. So back to my buddy. They're in Iraq. They're doing an operation, doing a, a high level, either extraction or the, just put it the terms removal of a bad guy. 
And in the entry to this house, it was they were operating in the dark and obviously with night vision. And somebody came off the stairs quickly and he drew and he shot the individual who had a, he had an AK and he, it was a perfect shot right between the eyes and the guy killed the guy and saved he and his team. Okay. So, I mean, if by that standards, everything is fine. He, he did the right thing. He saved his team. They would have been, could have been shot and shot up badly with a guy that was armed with an AK-47. Okay. But to understand the rules when you're dealing with that level of operation, and this is the benchmark I think everybody needs to be at. The world rules are that you just don't do a quick shoot. Everything has to be, it's an acquired shoot, which means you have to see the target and shoot the target, which means you have to have your head on a swivel and you have to be precise at what you do and not make errors. And that level of performance, most people don't like because most people will tell you, well, I'm not perfect. You hear that all the time. Well, I got news for you. Be perfect. Strive to be perfect. Yes, we make mistakes, but quit accepting mistakes as a standard. And I just want to do a quick sidebar here because this is what happens in the corruption of our own teachings in the church. And the own teachings in the church is that we keep saying, well, we are not worthy. We, we sin all the time. And what that's doing is it's creating a, an out clause for us like this. Although I was, I was a very big mistake. In other words, although I am not perfect, I am human, I sinned. No, there's just certain things that we should never do. And if we do do them, it's not just a simple like get on your knees and like, oh, sorry, God, it's all over now. Thanks. Let's move on. There's some serious repentance that needs to go on. But the deal that I'm, I'm getting at here is that we have to start raising our own standard to start realizing what it is to be made in the image of God. I mean, we've got the most high on our side, and we're over here always going, well, shoot, man, I'm like imperfect because God made me. That's pretty much what we're saying. And that's garbage. So back to the story. So the team praised him for the shot, naturally. Well, when you're on these elite teams, there's something called, I mean, if you do an, an, a negligent discharge, an ND, which means that you accidentally fire your weapon, it is a big deal. Other places, kind of a big deal. And when you're dealing with the level of operators these guys are at, it is a big, big deal. It's like enough to lose your entire position on the team forever. That's how big a deal. And there's a lot of work that goes into getting on those teams. So my buddy, they get back and they're praising them. And if you get an ND, you get put on remedial training and you have to go through a number of weeks back on range time and you have to have, uh, you have to be supervised on your range time to make sure that you can meet the new stand, meet the standards. You have to work out the problem and then it's evaluated whether you're going to come back on the team or not. So there's an unknown component of whether you're going to be on the team. So naturally, if someone's sitting here praising you it's, and the team's praising you, why worry about it? It's no big deal, except this. It's not true. By the standards in which the team had, he drew and shot instinctively, 
and he didn't acquire the target before he shot. The shot was perfect because his training was that exceptional. But he didn't follow the protocols of acquiring and shooting. Now, the teams praised him. He's, it's a perfect mission. And my buddy says to the team, no, I had a negligent discharge. I did not acquire the target and shoot, and therefore I'm putting myself on retraining, which is essentially proclaiming what he had was a negligent discharge. Why is that a big deal? It's huge. He could have lost everything. He didn't. And it's one of these things that for 99% of the people, including parts of the team, they are like, dude, we're alive because of you. No big deal. For him, his standards were so high on accountability that he couldn't accept this as a way out. He had to be honest. At the risk of losing everything, he had to be honest. And he was. And he still remained on the team, but he put himself on a remedial training. That's like I said, he could have lost everything. He went back through the training. He did just like anybody else who had done a negligent, negligent discharge. There are so many levels of that. That's being a leader. That's being humble. That's being honest. That's putting your, your integrity above everything else and your accountability above everything else. You're not, there's no ego involved there. It's the honesty and the perfection of the standard that everyone else has to meet. And in doing so, it raises the bar for everybody. We have become so sloppy in the areas of accountability. And the problem is that we're actually accepting great sins every time we do it. And this is why, because what we do, here's an example. Like you go and you meet with somebody, right? And instead of being honest with them in your heart, you're like, oh, I don't really want to say anything to them. I just want to have the meeting and make them feel good. And I don't really want to say much. And, and you keep this up. And every time you, you keep this up, you're lying to them about who you are. They don't get to really know who you are. And you start to lead them in a path of like, well, they start to think you're somebody else. And then all of a sudden there's a blow up. And then you're mad at them. You're like, I can't. I'm so tired of them. I'm so sick and tired of them because now they're just being themselves and they're not even recognizing who I am. And I've never really shown them who I am. And they're still upset. You have no examples of this that are similar, if not exactly the same. And all we've done is committed the great sin because we have lied to who we are. We have not had enough integrity in ourselves to speak the truth to what we are. We have an obligation to live to a higher standard. Once we accept Christ in our life, we have a higher standard to live into. And that means that we have an obligation to follow truth in our life to read my little quote again to you. Speak the truth even if it leads to your death. Truth is above all. And I bring this up because as a way of moving in life, if you're speaking truth and living in truth, you win every time. And when we start to 
force society, lead society, require of society, all those things, to start living in truth, we start to face realities around us instead of making up stories and obscuring what's around us. And back to my friend, he ended up retiring out of Delta Force. He retired as a sergeant major. Huge accomplishment. But he required, he retired there as a legend. And part of the reason he is a legend is because of that type of behavior I just told you about, where he was uncompromising perfection and uncompromising accountability. He led, even at the risk of losing, he led. Again, speak the truth, even if it leads to your death. Patriots, we are dealing with such a depraved nation right now that's willing to turn their back on the sacrifices of children, pretend that it's not a big deal. We look at stuff in the media like this whole nonsense with the children now in in the media with the sickness that is going on, the depraved sickness of everybody that's out here. And as we continue with like Balenciaga, right? Balenciaga is just this whole part. It's so sick and people are like, oh yeah, but it's just a fashion model. Oh yeah. It's, it's just one of their artistic designers. Oh yeah. It's just their photographer. People aren't wanting to look deep within there to realize that it's in the public space. This is a big company. We can't turn our back on this. This is a reflection of how they see children, how they treat children. Remember the name Rachel Chandler? Rachel Chandler from Q. Well, Rachel Chandler was the handler for Jeffrey Epstein. And the the real latest of latest of research is saying that apparently Balenciaga is using Rachel Chandler as their connection to get their child models. There you go. Everything is darker the minute you touch it. All we're doing is scratching the surface. And as we go deeper and deeper in this, we're going to find that unless we have the integrity to speak the truth, and if we don't start living that truth in our own lives, we're going to find a lot of contradictions and a lot of hypocrisies because we're going to have to be confronting others. Patriots, this is a time right now for us really to get right with Jesus. If you're not, if you have any hesitations, if you don't have that deep and intimate relationship with Christ, the living God, pursue it. And this is a time to get ourselves clean, to repent, to go through your life and to, to start getting yourself strong. I don't say these things lightly. We have to be the role models for the children. We're not going to be perfect. I get that. But I'm not going to put that as a crutch for myself. I'm going to demand that I walk as close to perfect as I can. I'm going to demand that I have the accountability for my mistakes. And I'm going to expect others to follow the same. And our children need to see these examples because they don't have them anywhere else. 
or this depraved thinking about kids that it's okay. I mean, like Chinese bots are flooding Twitter with porn and escorts to bury the news of massive protests against COVID lockdowns. Well, if they're on, if they're flooding Twitter with it, guess what? The kids are seeing it, right? And if the kids are finding the porn, the porn stuff from the teacher in middle school, you know they're finding it in all ages down below. The internet is a cesspool. If you don't know what you're doing, and even if you do know what you're doing, for young minds, the the attraction to find these things is there, and it's too easy. It lures them in. We're in such a crazy time because there's so many levels of awakening going on. I get it, some of the obsession around the election. But like I said in the beginning, it really begins, it starts in where we put our foot as a center point and what we pivot to. And that begins with our integrity. And this begins with a hard look in the mirror to ask ourselves really what we're fighting for. Are we fighting just to save a nation? That's a nice byline. America first. Make America great again. I, mean, I don't know what all that means. I've said it before. It sounds nice. I don't know. I have no substance to it from those that push it. But I do know some substance on these things. Protecting the children from the evils of satanic rituals. Protecting the children from the exposure to gender issues and gender confusion and sexual exploitation and grooming, protecting the children from the exposure of pornography on the web, allowing a child to be pure and innocent and the godlike creature that they are, remembering the scripture. of Jesus reminding us that children are are the kingdom are really the highest ranking in the kingdom that's we just we started with that rank in the kingdom Matthew 18:1-6 Truly I say to you unless you change and become like children you will not enter the kingdom of heaven I would think that that puts children kind of high on the block, and I don't see anywhere in there where it says something like, truly, I say to you, unless you fight for the election for Carrie Lake in Arizona, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. I don't see that anywhere. I've looked. Believe it or not, it's not there. Truly, I say to you, unless you worry about the ballot boxes and the the Dominion voting machines, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Didn't see that one either. But I do see children. And the one thing I know about scripture is that when it's pointing out something like that, at the time scripture is written, it means it has legacy. It means that from then to now, that has always been a problem. And for whatever reason, these evils that lurk, they go after the children, and there's many. Children are pure. Their energy is pure. They're uncorrupted. Their blood is, is very valuable because it's young and full of vitality, and if they jack it with 
tortured with a child, they jack it with with the adrenaline that becomes adrenochrome and they drink it or inject it, whatever they do. Children are pure in ritual, in spiritual energy. That's why they're so valued to be sacrificed. You know, I always have said, and I'm sure you've heard or said the same thing, people would wake up to what an abortion is, ritualistic sacrifice to Baal or Moloch. Our children have to be top tier on everything we do. And our voice may be the only weapon that we have in the communities that we're at, and that's fine, but our voice better be loud. And we better speak truth. And we better speak out against abuse and we better speak out against trafficking and we better speak out against any of the horrific practices these people are doing, even at the risk of death. That's as I see it, because we're fighting for something substantial here. I'm going to be honest. And I'm blunt about this. I'm not giving my life for a stupid vote. Okay. Might offend some people. They might think that that's the key to the saving the Republic. And they might say, well, I must, this will be the sword I fall on. Then go ahead and fall on it. But on this topic, preserving God's gift, because God didn't give us the vote. God gave us this nation. We were supposed to steward it. We've not done a very good job, but God does continue to give us the gift and the blessings of children. They are worth sacrificing everything. And that is part of, if you want to say it this way, that should be part of your oath to the Father and oath to your existence on this world. Again, be without fear in the face of your enemies. Be brave and upright that God may love thee. Speak the truth, even if it leads to your death. Safeguard the helpless. That is is your oath. And just for the sake of doing it the way the movie did, then the person who received the oath got slapped right across the face. Hard. And then these words followed. And that, referring to the slap, is so you remember it. So, if you want, you can copy this down. Go back and rewind the episode. You can recite it, stand in front of the mirror and just slap the snuggers out of yourself so that you remember it. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. But we have, we have a lot of work to do on this area of focus and intensity and commitment. But here's the best part is we can do this. It just takes a change in direction and a change of attitude. Again, the media and all the sweeping up that we do gets us all riled over the elections, and I get it. They're, they're an important part of things, and it's a really important part of the political theater that we're all being manipulated by. But just think to yourself, and I, this is a challenge I give you, just think to every politician in this election, think to every political speech in this election, 
thing to every mainstream article, every main news article. Think of every campaign promise. And I want you to make a tally in your head of how many times you've heard the need to protect the children from satanic ritual abuse, child sex trafficking, and some sort of humiliating ritual or sexual indoctrination. Sure, it's been there some, but has it been the feature of every campaign? Has it been the feature of a nation's voice? Has it been the feature of where everybody's head is going to be? The answer is no, and yet we know that this is a massively corrupt, massively prolific practice. We know it. And yet still, it's not consuming our discussions. What is consuming our discussions is politics. And God doesn't play politics. He uses them, but he doesn't play them. So... Let that sink in a bit because that's really a testimony for the nation as far as I'm concerned. A nation that can't take care of its children and a nation that can't take care of its elderly has no future. We have the opportunity to change that, and we must. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we're blessed this evening as we come to you, humbled and by choice, humbling ourselves before you. We just ask. We ask and in this hour that you give us the wisdom and insight in our next steps and where we're going. This is a very difficult moment for a nation, especially those that are awake. As we continue to walk in this path and realize truly, Father, that these children are being harmed every single day. And it's here and it's around the world. And it's something that we can be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And ignoring it is part of the problem. Father, we pray for those that are awake to hear your voice in the direction you need us each to go. Maybe it's just a simple message every day to somebody. Maybe it's something greater. But whatever it is, Father, just place it in our hearts and let us see clearly where we need to go because this is a practice and a protection that we must be part of. A practice to protect the children and a protection to ensure the children's future. Our nation is nothing without them. And unfortunately, in this wrapping in our minds of so much craziness, we forget that. Forgive us. We get consumed with ourselves. We can consumed with our emotions of politics and with the latest headlines. And we forget the center point that all things lead to children. Bless them, Father. Protect them, all of them. We put our hearts and prayers into this fully hear their screams, hear their voices, hear their pleas. And as you do, guide us to the places where we can help. Hear our hearts, Father. This one hurts. Guide us and protect us. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. We have to be part of this solution. We've got to be a big part of it. And I've told you many times, this is a topic that isn't going to leave this channel. It'll just get more. Because at the end of the day, it's the one thing that ties it all together. The farther you dig, the farther you go down, you end up every time at the same place. Every time. It's just a matter of how far down you follow that rabbit hole. So keep your prayers up for the children. That's a daily thing. And that's something every one of us 
must do. And then listen to where Father guides you. Because I truly believe that each one of us has a role to play in this. Some more than, than, and others lesser, but nonetheless, I think we all have a role to play. And sometimes that role might not be seem significant. It might be as simple as just doing something fun with a child to give them a little bit of hope. Or just to embrace their excitement of being alive and happy. Whatever it is, though, engage it, embrace it, and run with it. We are literally the role models that they need, not just as their parents, but as a collective culture, as a nation. And as we live into what we want a nation to be, they will see it and they will go farther than we can ever imagine. But they have to understand what they're part of and they have to see the examples to excite and ignite the fire within. That's our job, to help light those fires. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I know that at times this seems overwhelming. I know that at times it seems like there's nothing we can do. There's a lot that we can do. It always begins on prayer, but it also begins on listening to Father God in our heart. And a big part of that is to unburden our hearts with our anger, having a heart of forgiveness, walking with love in this world. But as we've talked about so much over the last few weeks, don't confuse love and forgiveness with lack of justice. We're a big part of justice. God will guide our hands and guide where we need to be. But we have to be willing and we have to keep ourselves focused forward on what the most important part is. This isn't solved by one great action. This is solved by a lot of small actions that make for big big tsunamis. And if each one of us is carrying that each day to do something for the little ones, the world shakes, the enemy quivers, and the tsunami drowns them, and our children are set free. I'll see you tonight, or see you tomorrow for Bended Knee, until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I wanna feel something I just wanna breathe again Dive into the deepest end Oh, I wanna feel something Let me get back in my body
feel.